Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice candy. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from. Put your dead son in a cemetery. It's him or carry. Be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the Wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every nards? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 Welcome to Head Cannon. Yeah. Tonight we have a very special guest uh, returning from what was the last movie we did? Oh, I'm blank. Um, I'm blank. I can't remember what it's called. It was oh, like a the void. film. The Void, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the Void. Yeah. We did the vo the Void last time. So yeah, no. So it's great to have you back. One of our favorite guests, uh, Tr Tracy Rowland. How are you doing? It's is it Roland? Is it Roland? I knew I was gonna get it wrong. I was like, I was like, whichever one I say, it's gonna be the other one. <laughs> you know, because I think of the only the only celebrity I can tie it to, I think is Kelly Rowland, and doesn't I think she pronounces it Rowland of Destiny's Child. I'm pretty sure I've only ever heard it said Roland, Roland. for her too, but I I might be wrong. No, I I'm not there's there's also a good chance that I'm just incredibly wrong about it. So. <laughs> I just think of it as two different words. It's row. Row. Rowland. Okay. But, uh, but I will give you that in Britain, row, like a fight, mm. is R-O-W as well. So. Oh, okay. yeah, that's true. You know, see, that's what I think it's just your, your warrior's presence. That's what I, that's what I think I get. It's just that you want to punch me when you see me. It's I have a face that makes you want to punch it. <laughs> no, no, quite the opposite. <laughs> But so, Brent, in your honor, Brent is wearing a Canadian flag. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's like you just ran the marathon or something, and you you won, so you're like <laughs> rocking the Canadian flag. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm digging the glasses, though, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I love that. Thanks. They're super cool. I like, I like to, uh, to enhance my disabilities. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> By getting fun glasses. So I have a question. Yeah. When you enhance a disability, does that mean you make it more? I don't want to say more disabled. I feel like that's wrong. I, does yeah, it... actually, because they're glasses, they're magnifying my disability. <laughs> it's like I put a microscope up to my gimp hand or something. Actually, actually yeah, actually, Brent's Brent's prescription just makes his vision worse, so he can actually <laughs> he he can see better when he takes his glasses off. Right, he, so he goes, oh, I'm so lucky. I don't need glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's okay. My eyesight is getting bad enough now that I can't see you guys if I take my glasses off, so. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. It's yeah. bad. 
getting there. Well, how, how have you been? <laughs> how have you been the otherwise? Thing is, like my glasses cover up like my naturally like tired eyes, <laughs> so I don't think I would do contacts I th- because I, it's a, you know it's a vanity thing at this point. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, I'm getting to that age where I'm like, you know, when and part of the problem now is I got the glasses that have the anti glare coating, so you can never see my eyes. I'm just like a robot now with square <laughs> like oh, yeah. lenses. Um, but yeah, it hides it hides all manner of. I was up till two in the morning. I <laughs> right, yeah, that's every night. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. you're not supposed to be spying on me. No, for me, for me anyway. <laughs> I see, I see. <laughs> but so. so how have you been? What have you been up to since we last talked? I feel like you're always up to interesting things. Uh, well, I started a new day job. And so I'm like doing project management for a company that teaches lawyers how to run a business. Okay. Um, and it's super awesome. And I love it. And I, I feel like I'm really making a difference for people. So it's pretty like people in their, their whole family kind of thing. So it's pretty cool. Um, and so I haven't done a lot of acting. Um, I had a, a little bit of a fall injury cause I'm a klutz and they asked me to run on set and I said, sure. And, uh, yeah, I fell and had a concussion and hurt my shoulder and the whole nine yards. So oh, that's almost better now. How, how long ago uh, was that? I feel like that was. Was that before the last time? We, it was probably before the last time. I, I think, yeah, I think you might have like mentioned that. Summer. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it was a fairly fresh. What set was that on that 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 happened? It was um, it was Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy. Okay, yeah, I think you yeah. mentioned that when we recorded. They were it. amazing, though. They were awesome. The production company was amazing. So, um, and it wasn't their fault. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> whose fault it was. It was a it was a freak accident. We'll call it that. Did you lose consciousness? No, no, because I fell, I like hand, I broke a lot of the fall with my hands and like kind of my shoulder jammed, um, hands, elbows, knees, head. And I have like a little, you can't, I can't see it on my camera, but there is like a dent there now. Um, and, uh, my eyesight has been right now permanently affected. It, it was messing with my ability to read. It was really weird. I would, I would have a hard time. Like I said to the, the, um, concussion specialist I went to first of all he's a concussion specialist that sees all kinds of sports people and stuff and I walked in and I was like well um I'm like the opposite of all of your other clients I have a concussion because I don't do sports uh and I can't run I ran 50 feet and fell um (laughs) and that was it and I said yeah exactly and I said to him like I don't know if this makes any sense or if it's just me and and it was basically I was finding it hard to focus on things um, and I was finding it hard to like gather information. I would read something and I would read it over and, and I'm like, I don't, why am I having had such a hard time reading? And I, I never had a problem with that before. And he said, no, 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 that's a, that's a really common concussion symptom. He said, it might go away. It might be permanent. Um, but he sent me to an, I don't know if it was an optometrist, ophthalmologist. I can't remember which one's which, hmm. um, who specializes in concussions and she did all these eye tests I've never seen before, which were so cool. And one of them, she had me read this. This is probably boring. She had me read this little paragraph of information and I was like stumbling over it. And it was, it was like kind of tough stuff to read. It wasn't like Dick and Jane go up the hill. Right. And, uh, she had me do it with a bunch of different lenses and one she put on and I was like, Oh, I feel like I'm going to be sick. And then she took that off and did a couple more. And then she put one on and I was like, 
And she said, what? And I said, I don't know. I just felt suddenly like calm. And then I read it and I read it out without stumbling. And I was like, oh, well, it must just be because I've read it a million times. She pulled it off and I read it again. And I like stumbled over it and had that. And I was like, put it back on. And I was like, what the hell? These are like magic. (laughs) And these lenses are just a prism. And they just separate the words slightly. And so my brain, instead of going, it's almost like I had visual ADD my eyes would go bouncing in in a sentence or in a paragraph right and this just separated them enough so it would be like word 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 and then my brain captured and I was like is that really what this is and she's like that's all it's doing and it it was like a game changer I was literally like oh okay I can read again (laughs) like I was scared before that that I was gonna have a problem and so now I have those and if I have to use them forever well that's fine they're just more expensive glasses, but right. they work. That's why I'm so glad you're better. That's that's so terrifying. Yeah, it was pretty terrifying for a person who like reads for a living in every job I do, whether it's yeah. you know consulting or project management or acting, like any of those. I was like, oh my god, I'm so screwed. <laughs> so yeah, it it was pretty terrifying for a while. But honestly, like that doctor was just amazing. She was awesome. So nice. And then other than that, I just did a really small play with a, like a local community theater group um and i got to be an astronaut so that was pretty <laughs> nice cool. okay, that's a play that's awesome yeah that's pretty cool we got to yeah we got to be astronauts. did you go to space yeah we actually make it we we blast off and then the play ends it's like a very very short play but it's basically the countdown so it's a 10 yeah. minute play and it's the 10 9 8 countdown and then are you like next to someone else in like a, a chair like a normal chair and you're yeah. looking up at the spotlight down on you? Mm, we did not have a spotlight. It was a, it was kind of a bare bones theatery yeah. kind of thing. So it was, just, but we did do the looking up as we we're blasting off thing. We <laughs> sure, yeah. And we we're and it was funny. We we practiced in like stackable office chair kind of things. You know the ones that have like the metal legs. Mm-hmm. So everything was pretty stable. And then when we got there, they're like, yeah, if we sit you in those, the audience isn't going to see you because we were just doing it in a bar. And so they put us in these stools without us thinking the stools spin. So like trying to get into these chairs was like, huh, okay, <laughs> we're trying to get in. And then sitting down and I'm like, I sit and then I start to like, and I'm like trying to grab the person next to me to, and I'm trying to be cool and calm because I'm the commander. Right. And I'm like trying to be smooth about this. And she's the one, the girl next to me is supposed to be the, the goofy one. So I couldn't very well be like, oh, as I'm getting into my chair. So what was your character name? Uh, my character name was Frankie Ellis. Commander, Commander Frankie, Frankie Ellis. Ellis. Commander yeah. Frankie Ellis. Nice. That's right. Com- Commander. He called me Commander. Well, there's three people in the play. There's um, Chloe. God, what was her name? Taylor, who won So You Want to Be an Astronaut. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and uh, can you imagine what kind of person he was? Uh, and then the first officer was uh, Judd Lewis. And so I just called him Lewis all the time. He's right. like, just call me Judd. So it's a fun play. It was for a, a group called Oakville Players. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Nice. That sounds like yeah. a lot of fun. It was fun. And it was like part of a whole slew of like short plays. So it was like seven short plays in one evening in this bar. And so it was really good. We did it like three times. And it was nice. fun. That's always fun. Uh, which also, you know, it's appropriate for the movie we're talking about. Because that's kind of an anthology format, right? A bunch of short plays all tied together <laughs> oh my god that is an excellent segue 
right? That is okay. Hola, Salima. Yeah, I'm not worthy. That is a, that's a Flintstones reference, by the way. Oh, was that the was that was that the order of the water buffalo or whatever? Was that what they did? The loyal order of the water buffaloes. I don't think it was them. I think there oh. was like a. Was there like an alien race that came to visit them or something? Oh, I was can't... it Gazoo? Like the little. It wasn't the Great Gazoo. Oh, no. I mean, it's been so long since I've seen those cartoons. I don't remember now, but it's something I've said forever whenever I, I'm like, <laughs> I'm not worthy when I do like the Wayne's World thing, but my thing is Hola Salima. It's probably something from another language that actually exists on the planet. So I really hope I'm not offending someone because it's so, I've never thought about it till just now that it actually sounds like it could be a real language. So right. you get... I apologize right now if I've just offended Ola, someone. Hola Salima. Hola Salima. No way, here it is, I found. The Flintstones, season six, episode thirteen. Oh, no. okay. I was hoping like okay. you'll say that to somebody at some point, and they'll be like, "Fuck my mother!" Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they'll be like, "What did you say about the Holocaust?" And I'll be like, "Oh no, no, no!" <laughs> like, no, no, that's not what I meant. Why was that in the Flintstones? <laughs> the Flintstones. So, but there, there's no other reference there. It just talks about the Simpsons or the Flintstones. It's it's the whole script of this episode that I'm, I'm but it doesn't for. have any other reference where it's like oh and it also means you know fuck your grandmother in Yiddish or something you know what that's exactly what it says right here <laughs> he, say, he says it to Betty <laughs> he says it to Betty not even his voice says it to fucking his best friend's wife <laughs> oh man he says go fuck your grandma <laughs> yeah all these phrases I use that I have no idea what they mean <laughs> But you're, uh, to go back now, that, like I did a great segue and now I'm just going to go back. Um, but when you were talking about the, the concussion and reading and everything, which first of all, concussions are like, I don't know, you think about it and you're like, oh, people get concussions, athletes, like, and you tend to think of it as like not a big deal, but yeah. it's like, but it's like a brain injury. Like it is, it's definitely a big deal, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's not a brain injury. Like people, like my brother had a brain injury like a he was in a coma for two weeks brain injury right. like that kind of brain injury uh so it's not that severe but i mean it it is a case of like you're sloshing around a giant pumpkin inside your bucket <laughs> of fluid there and it's right. like things are gonna get bent in there That's um and I, it's my second you forgot concussion. how to fucking read you had a Tourette. you had a brain injury too <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like some serious stuff, Tracy. I guess, yeah. I try not to think of it. You're better, man. (laughs) Yeah. um, But yeah, so, I mean, it's my second concussion because I had a concussion as a kid where I I think I blacked out because I don't remember walking home. Like, I walked home. Right. I don't remember. But I was like five. Okay. But I do remember being on the couch and the doctor made a house call. I'm older than you guys, but still, the doctor wasn't making house calls back then. Right. <laughs> so the doctor made a house call because it was bad, and and they did the whole thing where they woke me up every hour and be like, "What's your name?" And I'm like, "Oh, oh God, <laughs> Commander <laughs> Tracy." Yes, Commander right. Ellis. Mr. Tracy. <laughs> Commander Ellis. So, um, oh man. Yeah. So that one, but that one was self-inflicted. That was oh. that was one of those things where mom was like, "You only do this when I'm here," and I was like, "Yes, mom." And normally I never disobeyed. And of course this time I did because it was 
we had these like retaining walls at the end of the driveways because the driveways went down and like under the building. Uh-huh. And my mom walk with me holding my hand and she's like, don't go up here when I'm not here. And I'm like, yes, mom. And of course I did it. And I, I guess I fell off like right on top of my noggin. And then my friend who I was walking ran to my house and was like, Tracy fell down and she doesn't look so good. <laughs> and I like was walking and my mom said, this little five-year-old is walking home and I'm just like gray. <laughs> wow. Did you guys see that thing that went around where it was like, you don't ever have to have vowels in words and you can read it. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I've seen the ones where they scramble the middles of words. I've seen that one. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe my brain is scrambled and I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's probably, both things probably exist. <laughs> there's also the fact that I'm over 50 now. So who knows? It could just be like age declining life. The fact that I smoked marijuana for the first time two years ago, it's its probably all. I'm just destroying my brain. Wow, for the first time. That's wild. I know. See, I told you I never disobeyed again. Yeah. It was illegal. And until it was, I never did it. I had friends that did it. I was the DD and the lookout. And I mean, I okay, I drank when I was underage. These mm. police officers don't arrest me. <laughs> but um, no, I never, I've, I had never done, well, I still haven't ever done any illegal drugs nothing so how was your experience uh okay so here's the thing i've done it maybe about five times i don't like <laughs> now since then i don't like smoking because i have asthma mm-hmm. uh but i it's the easier way to get it in because the eating i was nervous about the eating because i was like i don't know how much to have and i don't i've heard people say like don't overdo it or whatever i've tried eating it a couple times one time it did nothing mm-hmm. second time it did something so my thing <laughs> apparently <laughs> with smoking is i will inhale i have a hard time inhaling the e-cigarettes forget it i don't know how to suck and inhale at the same time make your jokes if you'd like <laughs> um but i i i eventually no okay i just watched it Corey was like his silent laugh um and uh i eventually got some in and then i spend i don't know an hour going i don't think i'm high i'm not high right i'm just, i don't think i'm high right. i don't think i'm high. i'm not high right and then i start giggling and i start talking faster and then eventually todd is like you're so fucking high <laughs> you're like oh wait a minute there it is it's like Oh man, I don't know why, but you reminded me that we, uh, for my daughter's birthday last weekend, or maybe it was the weekend before we took, she wanted to go to an escape room. Nice. Uh, so we, and I, I'd never done one before. It was my first one, right? So fun. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had a blast for about the first half of it. It was like an hour long thing. Right. Okay. And I, I realized now that it's like three rooms, right? You like solve the first room and then you move to the second room and you solve the second room and you move to the third room and whatever. Um, so we solved the first room basically without asking for any help or any clues. Like it was all about finding, uh, we realized like chemical elements, you know, like hydrogen and oxygen and all that. And then you had to con- compare it to like an alphabet chart and figure out what order it was. It was really cool. It was all this like complex stuff and we figured it out. But by the time we were done, like more than half our time was gone, right? About half our time was gone. So, which was fine. But then the guy, Dave, 
And this guy, the guy that was like running the escape room, he's kind of become a joke with the family now, Dave. Uh, because after that point, he was like, okay, now what do you do? Okay, now what? Okay, what's that clue mean? Okay, now you go over here. And so for the second half an hour, he was basically like directing us like, okay, you go there. You grab this pipe. You move that there. <laughs> and I was like, why don't you fucking get in here and do it, Dave? Like, <laughs> so like, the thing is, I think... Right, yeah, and that's the thing. I think Dave was like, okay, if I don't walk them through this, they're not going to succeed. They're not going to win. But I would have rather figured it out ourselves and failed and run out of time than just be, like, instructed and puppeteered for half an hour. Because that, that, that was no yeah. fun, you know? Yeah, I, when people are like, hey, do you want a hint? No. No, yeah. I don't want a hint. Don't, don't. Allow me to fake die in here. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It is real death. Okay, fine. I will take the hints. Like, yeah. <laughs> give me all your hints. But, like, fake death? No, no, no. Let me fake die. Yeah. Like, and, let, yeah. you know. Yeah, for sure. And I love the ones where it's creepy mm-hmm. at the same time as being, you know, like, there was, um, I did one recently with friends of mine, and we did one that was, like, a, uh, it sort of felt like steampunky. Okay. And one thing you had to do, I was like, I'm not sure if this means we have to do it or not do it. Like with the way we read the clue, I was like, do we push the button or not? And they're like, I don't know. And I was like, fortune favors the brave. And I hit the button and there's, there's a big furnace uh-huh. that apparently a person was stuck in and I lit up the furnace. So uh, they actually have a screaming noise of a person burning to death. And I was like, oh my God. That's hilarious. Traumatized that I did that. <laughs> yeah. But I oh, was man. like, fortune papers the brave. Okay, apparently yeah. not this time. No. Um, you murdered someone. I, just, I was like, I gave up on it. But yeah, that, that room, we ran out of time. And I, But I, I would so much rather go, well, I'm going to go back and do it again. Like, to me, that's that's a good sales technique too, yeah, right? To yeah. Like I'm going to do this again. Unless the people you can, unless you can tell that they're frustrated and they're like, I hate this. Well, just let me the hell out of here. Then I don't know why they would do that. Yeah. And that was the thing we were like, well, Dave must've just, we were like, Dave got really excited and, and you know, Dave wanted to be, he wanted to be part of the group. And we joked about, we're like, at the end, we should have had him like join in the family picture. You know, we're like, (laughs) Dave, Dave was just as much a part of it as anybody, you know? So you get back in the car and then like you turn around and he's like in between your kids. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you're going to want to turn left here. Yes. Don't forget to stop and put on your signal, but don't go yet. Oh, there goes the train. No, those were, that was literally the rest of our day was making those jokes. We were like, we are like, what would Dave do right now? Break? Nope. Get, nope. Take a right turn. Nope. Okay. Nope. At the stop sign, you're going to, yeah, that was the whole, we're still making Dave jokes to the, it's, you know, a week later. That's awesome. Did your daughter have fun though? Oh yeah. She, yeah. She had a great birthday. It was a good time. That's awesome. How old was she? Uh, my, this is my middle child. She was 13. That's a cool kid. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, she's your kid, so of course she's cool. <laughs> it was a lot, and my, my oldest, she's 15. She just got her learner's permit to drive. So, yeah. That. So that's going to be, she's, she. Same, same age as here for learner's permit. Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, and she's, I, she, I've already been having her drive for like the last six months or so. Just anytime we run anywhere, I'll just have her drive with me in the passenger seat. And, uh. Hi. 
she's pretty much like she's a, she's a, a you know a capable driver already so that's good that's yeah. good. Do they do graduated licensing licensing or is it once you get your license, it's your license? They do. So it, at least in this state, in Illinois, they have to go through driver's ed. Uh, so she actually has to complete the class and then she can get her license nine months after that. And then I think there's a period of time where you can only have so many other minors in the car. Okay, yeah. For I don't, I don't know what the time period is on that. But yeah, even w- once you get your license, I know there are other laws that are still like limiting to what you can do. Yeah, I I don't know what the graduations are now cuz they didn't have it when I got my license, mm-hmm. but now I think they have where you get your I don't know if it's called like a G2 or something. And yeah, you're only allowed a certain number of minors in the car or you're only allowed to drive with another licensed driver or you're only allowed to drive before a certain time of night or you're you're not allowed to drive on the highway. Like there's a lot of things that they limit mm-hmm. um, until such time as you, I don't know if it's about number of years of experience or age. So I don't know if you wait until you're like 25 to get your license. Can you just do anything? I, I think it's years of driving to be honest. Okay. But when yeah. we did it, it was 15 learner's permit, 16, go get your driver's license. And <laughs> go. Yeah. Go. Yep. I just know, I just know that we just put her on our car insurance and oh, our monthly car insurance payment is a lot more now than it was last month. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it still where girls are cheaper than boys though? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I, I don't know if somebody's challenged that because it's un, you know, unfair. Right. It's, yeah. it's sexist. But uh, yeah, it used to be that boy. Well, I mean, I think it used to be that even adult males had higher car insurance rates than females just based on number of accidents right. but i will totally fully admit i was driving in my i guess my mom's car my mom had a pinto uh luckily <laughs> i didn't get rear-ended um and <laughs> like the first time i had my license i went and picked up my two friends we had the radio on we're like woo, and they were chatting and and we're chatting and i go to turn left and of course left turns are like and i go to turn left and i go around and i cut the corner too sharp and i rolled over the median like no damage to anything okay but it freaked all of us out because it was like boom, boom, of the back end and i was like all right everybody shut up I'm just turning the radio off because I got to think. I can't think. <laughs> All this noise. Just shut up. I was no longer fun Tracy in the car. That yeah. Not not just for <laughs> that little ride. You're Commander Tracy. And I was Commander, Commander Tracy. And I was like, Commander Ellis. <laughs> I was always seatbelts on. And then I got even worse after my brother's accident. I would, I would wait. I was the mom. I was like mm-hmm. 18 years old or nine. No, I guess I would have been older. So not like 20 years old. And I would be like, not going anywhere. Right. Put your seatbelt. And they're like, I'm in the back seat. I don't give a fuck. Put your seatbelt on. I'm not going in. Do you want to hear the story? I will tell you the story. Put your damn seatbelt on. So, well, I like, I got, I love that the uh, rear ending, anyone listening to this podcast, like under the age of 30, 35, maybe, they're not going to get the rear ending the Pinto joke. Like, they're, they're going to have to. It just sounds rude. Let's just leave it. It sounds yeah. like it's rude. Yeah. If y'all, they want to Google it, then fine. They'll have right. knowledge. Yeah. But if they don't, they can just use their dirty mind and think it's something awful. Right. Yeah. Y'all are going to have to Google that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, let's, uh, well, let's, I want to dive into this movie because this was a really fun right. movie. Uh, I love it. Tracy. I feel like it's the most girly movie I could have suggested. As I was watching it, I was like, 
oh, Corey and Branch are going to hate you because this is like the most girly of a thriller movie ever. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm curious. So we're talking about 1985's Cat's Eye. I'm curious yeah. why, what, uh, why, why do you classify it as girly? I'm curious. Do you know how many times when I was watching it, I was like, Oh, with the and, cat? Like, the cat, number one. The cat is adorable. He's mm-hmm. a skinny version of the cat I had when I was growing up. My cat was fat. My mom fattened him on purpose so he wouldn't climb the curtains. He weighed like 19 pounds. <laughs> um, he was awesome. Uh, but he basically, and there's like a few moments where the cat's, or like the cat's clawing at the window, and I'm like, oh, he wants to go see her. <laughs> I just, I was like, oh, tra- and the bird, the bird in the cage, I'm like, oh, he's so cute totally forgot what happens to him and then i was sad after because you know it's sad I don't yeah know. Paul, spoiler, what happens spoiler, to Paul from <laughs> what's that brent it, it didn't seem like a girly movie at all okay good well i'm good. like a this was a genderless movie <laughs> genderless movie yeah. well, and you know and i think it's it's interesting because you read stephen king and a lot of his stuff can be like very dark and scary and ter- and that's what people think of like terrifying, dark, scary, macabre, yeah. you know, but he definitely has this like sensibility that's like, I think part of it is like from EC comics, which, you know, tales from the crypt were based on. So like, yeah. it's, it's scary, but you also have this like pulpy comic, like there's a, there's a humor to it as well. And, yeah. and a, uh almost like a goofiness. Um, but, but I think with... there's also a humanity to things that Stephen King writes. Like, oh, even yeah. the scary stuff that's super scary, the reason it's super scary is because you go, holy fuck, that could be me. Yeah. Because he, I feel like he writes people like people, not like characters, you know? Yeah. Like, they feel real. Yeah, for sure. I don't, I, does that make sense? Oh, yeah. No, I absolutely agree. Yeah, and I think, I think yeah, whatever he, he does, he hooks you into the character and then you're you know you you can you'll go almost anywhere once you're hooked into the character you know yeah um yeah but but i do feel like his movie it becomes a lot more apparent in any films he's worked on any movies he's written the screenplay or the one movie he directed which i think everybody including stephen king decided that it was best that he doesn't direct movies uh what movie was that that was maximum overdrive Oh my God! Really? Okay, yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah. I think. Is that a pretty bad movie? It's, I've never seen it. It's it's a trip, and there's there's actually I think I I might have mentioned I've probably mentioned this before on the podcast, but there's a script that's been circulating in in Hollywood, whatever, called Maximum King, and somebody wrote a script about Stephen King directing that movie, which was at oh, the peak my. of his like coke fueled like addiction like so it's it's an inter- i you can find the pdf online it's a great script it's hilarious but it's a coked out stephen king directing this movie and like his characters are appearing to him like uh you know kathy bates from misery and like all his characters are like showing up and talking to him and he's like oh yeah no this is great yeah we're gonna film this fucking movie <laughs> it's like Oh my god! But I I feel like the thing that 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 movie suffered from was I didn't care about the people in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't think he did enough in that either in the movie because I never read the book. But if the book is, if the movie is a, a like a, a faithful representation of the book, then I feel like he didn't do enough to make you give a crap about the characters. Yeah, because like the whole movie was about ca- the cars. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I mean, you did this, right? Isn't it called Christine? Is it done? Can we do, can we not do it again? <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think, and I think that was based off of a short story he wrote called Trucks. Um, okay. but, uh, but yeah, and there's a lot of, like, he's not a filmmaker and there's, a, there's a lot of, like, you can read things about maybe he had help directing it. Like who else was in the area at the time. And, um, yeah. but I do think for whatever reason, when Stephen King writes a screenplay or when he's involved with a movie, it tends to skew like a little cornier, a little goofier. It leans into that humor uh, yeah. a little more heavily than, than you get when you're reading a, a Stephen King book for some reason, you know? Except, uh, well, okay, maybe the goofier. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say that I found, like, did you ever read, um, oh, I knew the name and now it's called Insomnia? Yes, yeah. To me, that I could not put that book down and Stephen King hates it. Okay. He, he doesn't like it. He thinks it's one of his worst books. And I'm like, I think it's one of the best books I've ever read in my life. The ending? Uh, uh, maybe not. Uh, it kind of feels a little... <laughs> it gets weird at the it end. Feels, it feels a little um, Angels and Demons to me. Or mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the, uh, the Robert Langdon one? The Dan Brown? Have you read oh, the Dan Brown? Yeah. The, the, the da Vinci Which one's Cole. the one where the guy jumps out of the airplane with the bomb? Oh. I don't know. You know, I read, I read, I know that I read the Da Vinci Code and I know that I read, I th- I'm, no, I'm sure I read Angels and Demons too. It's been so long ago though. I can't, it, I don't. It's one of those two where in the book, the Pope jumps out of the helicopter with the bomb to try to save everybody. Yeah. In the movie, they make it Robert Langdon. Right. But either way, <laughs> it, it's like, it's, it's the fawn sh- jumping the shark. Like, it's yeah. like, what are you doing? Where are you going? And I feel like the end, anyway, I feel like the end of insomnia does that too. It's almost like he was like, all right, I'm done writing this now. I need to finish it. Yeah. That's what it felt like. It felt a little yeah. jumping out yeah, of the The fawns had like magic. The fawns had magic? <laughs> yeah. Like I saw like a, like a compilation video of the fawns the other day. And it was just like, of like him just like hitting the jukebox. Like, <laughs> or just hitting like banging on like a, like a kitchen appliance and it's suddenly working. Right. Yep. Yeah. And he would like, like he would, he would do like real creepy shit too, like snap his fingers and then like three girls would just appear. <laughs> right. Like, he, he, yeah. like the weirdest like superpowers. Right. I know. I know. He was, he was magical. You're right. It was the hair. Yeah. Henry he's, Winkler. He's like, he's like the greaser version of, um, oh, I'm going to forget it. Uh, Samson. His power was in his hair. <laughs> yeah, if if you you cut you cut his hair, he loses his powers. <laughs> That's right. If you cut the bond, if the fawns had cancer and was bald, he wouldn't be able to do this thing. He'd be like that this. Would have been and an like, amazing story arc. Yeah, I, I, I feel like we have to do this. I feel like Henry Winkler would do it. He would totally play. He it. definitely would. Richie yeah. Cunningham and that one dude who fucking owns the restaurant, like visit him in the hospital. Pat Rita. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, dead. No. Yeah. Well, it depends because there was Al, who was the Italian guy who then sold the restaurant to Pat Morita when the guy playing Al passed away, and then now Pat Morita's dead. But okay. Yeah. Was awesome. Or was Pat Morita Al? I can't remember. I don't remember. Big Al at some point. They're both yeah, they're both dead at this <laughs> at this point. Could be Potsy. It'd be Potsy, Ralph Mouth, and Richie Cunningham. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I love. I'm here for no. it. Yeah. No Chachi. 
no chachi no 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 no, no. no chachi. he's he's as good as dead in my book <laughs> but, but, you know we'll put we'll put him in the same category as james woods uh i know it, it, in cat's eye amazingly <laughs> Segway back to that. Good job, Corey. <laughs> thank you, thank you. No, I can't. I was man. He's so he's so good in. I mean, on James, he's great. He's good in this. He's really good in this. Um, for you know whatever a bastard he might be nowadays. Um, his, yeah, his politics aside, his acting. He's usually always been a good actor. You yeah. Know? Um, but yeah, I love him in this because he's so. And it, it's such a human character for him that he doesn't normally play where you're like, oh, he gives a shit about his wife. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Cares about his wife. Cares about his daughter. Um, I, I, I meant to look it up and I forgot. Is it Drew Barrymore playing his daughter or is it just another kid that just looks like her? It's Drew Barrymore. Yeah. It's her. Okay. That's yeah. what I wondered. With just like a wig on or something. Yeah. That's Drew Barrymore. And you know that. And so that you know, you know, she's in the other part of the movie too, right? Yeah. In the other two stories. Yeah. At yeah. the end. She's in the general two. She's a, yeah, I know she's the one in that. But is Yes, she's both she in the middle. She's both she's both girls. She's the she's James Wood's daughter, and she's yeah. also the girl with the cat in the last uh Yeah. Right. And she's the girl in the the store window and she's the girl in the video. Yeah. But I, I wasn't sure I understood like the symbolism of her being the girl the daughter, you know, I, I don't, yeah. Like I, if it meant something or if it was just like, Hey, we found one kid who can act, let's use her in everything. <laughs> you know, I kind of think it was more that. And, and the fact that she had already been in the Stephen King adaptation firestarter before this. Oh, okay. So that preceded it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So she had done firestarter and I think King was just like, wow, she's talented. Let's use her for this. And even the fact that she's credited in this movie as our girl, right? She's not given a name. She's just credited as our girl is a very, oh. that's like a very Stephen King way to write things. Cause it like, even in his books, he has an introduction. That's like, Hey, we're going to sit down and read this book together. I'm Stephen King. I'm going to write this nice little introduction. Let me, I'm talking to you. We're talking one-on-one. -on -one. I'm going to lead you into the story. And then a lot of times he'll also have like a, uh, an epilogue where he's like, Hey, what'd you think of that story? I'm Stephen <laughs> King. Let me close it out for you. Uh, so I, don't, I, I think Hi, I'm famous horror writer, Stephen King. I'm famous horror writer. Yeah. But you I, may I, remember I, me from such snuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, wait, yeah. I'm, I'm suddenly like channeling the Simpsons. What is it? Uh, Troy, Mc, Troy McClure. I did. I didn't mean to, but I did. This yeah. is water. That's what you did. Yeah. Who is it with Phil? Is it Phil Hartman? Tro yeah, Phil Hartman does Troy, Troy McClure. You may remember. I'm Troy McClure. Troy, that's yeah. right. You may remember me from such films <laughs> such as Johnny, Get Your Gun. Yeah. <laughs> and the underground smut film, I Have a Weapon. <laughs> yeah. She said. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I feel like that's just a very Stephen King thing to be like, hey, Hey, constant reader, this is our girl, you know, like this right. is, she's, she's going to lead us through the movie, you know? Um, yeah. but it was and funny. Then you already have the cat that's leading you through the movie. Right, it's yeah. funny how like the two of them are the, the constant through the yeah, movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
which yeah. is why I was like, oh, this is a girl film that the little girl and cat go on an adventure <laughs> through Stephen King's horror movie mind. Yeah. Well, and I like, like right at the beginning, they give you a couple of like nods to other Stephen King, like the dog at the beginning, the St. Bernard, like that's, that's just Cujo, right? I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Which the guy who directed this before this movie had directed Cujo. Oh, you're kidding. Okay. Yeah. Who, what's I couldn't watch that one and I couldn't read that book. I started reading it. I read the first chapter and I was like, nope, I don't want to be afraid of dogs for the rest of my life. Thank you so much. Nope. (laughs) Yeah. That's Lewis Teague. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Cujo is the book where Stephen King said he doesn't remember writing it. Like, he just like, he found the manuscript in a drawer and was like, oh, I guess I wrote this fucking thing. Hey, that's pretty good. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Uh, You mean like he figures he wrote it when he was coked up? Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, uh, you know, a lot of his stories when you get down to it are, are, uh, the theme is addiction in... A lot of Stephen King stories, it comes down to addiction, you know. Uh, Especially this first story of Cat's Eye. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah Quitter's Inc., yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I feel like it could have been, like, a lot darker, even though it was... Gr- I'm glad what they did... What, what, I'm glad that they did what they did. Mm-hmm. But, like, I kept thinking that, like, the whole, like, idea of, like, putting his wife in a cage and shocking her, like, it was almost hysterically funny yeah. in a stupid way. Because of, like, the music and, like, the way they, they framed it. And I kept thinking while I saw that, I was like, this would be, like, without the music, this would be very, like, weird and messed up. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. It was almost, like, just goofy and campy. In the That's movie, the thing, great. yeah. I the, like the choice. The music and the tone are, like, at odds with what's actually going on. Because even, like, I feel like it could be a lot more lighthearted in 1985. I feel like it would be harder to make this joke nowadays where he's like, the first time we'll shock your wife. The second time we'll shock your daughter. The third time we'll rape your wife. And it's like, Whoa, what? <laughs> like, yeah. I, and when they were going through that, I was like, Oh my God, please don't tell me what the fourth one is. Please tell me it's not about the kid. Like I, I, I can't, yeah. <laughs> thank God it wasn't. And yeah. I was like, okay, they're going to shoot someone. Uh, that's better than where my brain went. So, yeah. okay, good. It, it, but that, at that point, I was like, you know what? If somebody remade this nowadays, it would be full-on Saw movie or full-on, um, what's that one? The, yeah. the Purge. Like, it would be like that. Super dark, super violent. Yeah. Like, you would see people killing their children. Like, it would be awful. Yeah, yeah. You know, it would just, like, rip your heart out and be, like, so horrifically gory and stuff. It was just like... Oh God. Okay. And I, you know what? I'm trying to, cause I, I <laughs> didn't have a lot of time and I watched the movie and I was like, I, is it faked? The whole quitters ink? No, I, I no. Here's the, I think they, I think their origins are his grandfather was like a mafia boss. So they're yeah. like, they're like New York mafioso. Right. And somehow they started this Quitters Inc. group, I think as a way to launder money. But it's also never clearly explained like, okay, it's a front business to launder money, sure. But it seems like they also want to, they honestly want to help people quit smoking. He does explain that because he says the guy who started, so it's like the mob boss died of 
cancer. Right, yeah, yeah. And so they're like, well, fuck you, cancer, yeah. and and we'll launder money at the same time. Yeah, know? it's like, but um, the, the, the thing I was confused about was like, is James Woods paying them? Like, is he, did he agree to these services? Like, I that was yeah, the thing the, I was fuzzy on, you know? The thing I'm like, okay... We're going to meet at five and you have my wife. Call the police. Right. You yeah. know where you're going. Tell the police to meet you there. Right. Be wired. Do something like do something. But um, there's a like, I don't feel like they made the threat of like, don't call the police big enough. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe the idea was supposed to be, look, it's the mob. But if you call the police, they're going to kill you eventually. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, probably, they own the police anyway. What are you going to do? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, maybe that was the thing that was in it where they're like, okay, we got to cut for time. But, but part of me was like trying to, cause I saw this movie way back then mm-hmm. and I was trying to remember at some point, do they go, ah, we got you. And it's like the wife was in on it and the, the friend was in on it and the friend's wife was in on it. And it's not though. Right. No. I just remembered that now. Cause I was like, I, I didn't miss that part in the movie. Did I? No. Cause at some point I was like, it's going to be faked. Yeah. No. Cause at the very end, he's like, it's like six months later and he's like, okay, I quit smoking. We're all friends now. And he's like, okay, here are these diet pills. You've gained seven pounds. You got to watch it. And he's like, oh, what are you going to do? Cut my wife's pinky off. And he's like, oh yeah. Ha ha ha. And they're laughing about it. And then the stinger at the end is his friend's wife has her pinky cut off. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So it's It's just like, yeah. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, it's, it's only the men. The women don't ever have to quit smoking. Right, yeah. Like, you know, men are never getting in trouble with the, the thing. It's like... The little 1985 misogyny. Well, and that's why, and that's why, when you called it a, a girly movie, I, I, I found the film to be, uh, a very 1985 movie in that there was a lot of passive misogyny <laughs> up until like the first, the first and second one, like the wife only serves as a punching yeah. bag to motivate him to do the right thing, right? Yeah. And then all the, the women in the first one. All the women, yeah. First woman who's like the object lesson. Yeah. The, the only woman that isn't is like the secretary. Yeah, yeah. Because his daughter, even his daughter, is like just there to motivate yeah. him. She's so, fun, yeah. And then even in the second one, there's only I think there's only one woman in it. She's only in there for a minute, and then she's just a plot device before she's beheaded <laughs> and it's there's just two oh there's two because there's the one who gets beheaded the wife yeah but there's also the bitch in the wet red sequin dress who wants the cat to die oh you know when they come out of the casino that's right I was like you bitch and oh, i was hoping great. they would come back and her and that guy that went off to see dino or whoever right i was like they need to get their comeuppance the cat needs to kill them yeah. because they wanted him the cat to die Right. That was such a weird role for that guy in that second movie because he's he's the man from Airplane. Yes. Yeah. Robert. What's, no. You don't tell Wait. me. Uh, yeah. Ro- Robert Hayes. Yeah. Yeah. He's the pilot from Airplane. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's the main guy. Oh, that guy. Okay. Yes. You're right. Yes. That's yeah. him. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, he was in so many things back then. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I only I know should... him from Airplane. Yeah, the, I mean, the funny thing is, though, the more I looked at the movie, the more I was like, this is a movie of its time. Like, it's a period film at this point, right? Yeah. Because he had to, the reason he didn't go with her and get away, or at least be with her when they attacked her, was because he had to wait for the bank to open. 
Right, yeah. Like, there's no bank machines. There's no going to a branch in another city. You have to wait for the bank to open to yep. get your money out of a physical bank. And I was like, well, shit, that wouldn't work. Now you'd be like, all right, we're on the bus. See ya. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and and so even in the third movie, I was like, or the third whatever vignette, I was like, okay, the mom is like a fully fleshed out character, and Drew Barrymore's character, the girl, is obviously like the the protagonist of that story. But as it goes on, it turns out that even that one, like the dad, is the reasonable one, and the and, and the she's the bitch again. And it, yeah, yeah, the mom she is. Goes to get rid of the cat. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So and I I I love Stephen King. I'm a big Stephen King fan. I'm a big Stephen King reader, especially his older stuff. He, he you know, there's uh in a lot of his stuff he didn't always consider women in a, in some of his stuff. You know. You know, and it's the, it's writing for the time, right? It's mm-hmm. not. I think um, a lot of. Um, the people who read Stephen King back then were not women. Right. Like, I would think that probably the majority of horror fans would have been men. My mom read all of his stuff, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like my mom was probably in the minority in, in percentage-wise, I would think. Right. Well, and he, could, I mean, and and there, and I've heard people talk about, I mean, Carrie, his first book, Carrie, yeah. is, is from the perspective of a high school girl. Um, but, but, he started writing that and about a hundred pages in, he actually threw it in the trash because he was like, I don't know what it's like to be a high school girl. I can't write this. And it was actually his wife, Tabitha pulled Carrie out of the trash and read it and was like, yo, this is good. You have to keep going. And so like she pushed him to finish what would be his first published novel, you know? Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think that, um, I mean, I hope what he recognized in doing that is like, yeah, you can write like a high school girl because they're just a person. Right. Yeah. 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 Other than getting a period and boobs. Right. (laughs) The experience is the same. If you get picked on, you're a nerd, whatever, like the experience is the same. You get picked on for different things, but you're still, it still feels the same. Yeah. You know, you still have those feelings of like, okay, I want to get them back and stuff like that. It's just... It, it's it's human yeah well yeah. yeah so yeah so and and he's written some great he's written great women characters you know but but sometimes in his work like you could definitely point out like eh, yeah you just you 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 didn't have that hat on at that moment yeah. you know what i mean yeah yeah um and i at one point in the movie when the uh, I think it was the second one when the pigeon is like poking at his ankle mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, anybody. And he's sort of being nice to the bird and he's like, stop, stop. And I'm like, okay, that's why he survives is because he's not mean to the animals. Cause everybody who's mean to the cat gets theirs except for the sequin dress bitch and her friend. <laughs> but, but then he kicks the pigeon off the building. And I was right. like, Oh, well, okay, that's You're like, never mind. Never mind. And that bird comes back, though. I'm like, there's no way that bird comes back unless it's like some other bird that looks just like it that also has a taste for human blood. <laughs> for ankle, ankle blood. Ankle blood, yeah. Not at the eyes. Ankle blood. <laughs> well, and, and a weird and, thing to take someone up on a bet for, too, like to like climb out on a ledge of a building. Yeah. <laughs> it was like so weird to me. Yeah. Like, oh, this could just take any bet. Are you afraid of heights, though? Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I, I would say so. I think I would be, 
yeah, I'm pretty cautious when it comes to, to heights. I I never knew, like, I mean, obviously when you do, like, those big things and you go, like, something like the CN Tower, the Sears Tower, or Willis Tower, whatever it is, yeah. those things kind of freak me out. But I never knew that I was actually afraid of heights. I did a, a TV show where they took us, like, wall rock climbing, and I got, like, six feet off the ground, and I froze. And I was like, <gasps> okay, I'm, I have a carabiner, I'm fine, like, I could fall off this wall, and I will not, and I panicked really and i was like i have to come down i have to come down i've since tried treetop trekking fucking scared the shit out of me i thought i was gonna die Wait, uh, what did you call that treetop trekking oh trekking okay yeah so it's like you climb up and you hook on and, and yeah. you're walking on like a rope line or whatever and i mean i was also terrified it was gonna fall and then not be able to get back up and they'd have to go get the lift and like lift the fat lady back onto the rope and i was like i really don't want to have that it's not like zip lining i've done zip lining and zip lining is fast enough that i don't have time to get scared okay so i mean if i got stuck up there and it stopped then i think i would have time to panic but it's that I don't think I could jump out of a plane. I could have somebody push me out of a plane, but I it's that go, I can go on a zip line. But if I had to climb my way up or climb, right. then I would panic because yeah. then I'm like thinking about it for too long. But yeah. I had one time I had to go on that same show as part of our like final thing. We had to climb over this. It was at um, an obstacle course that the, uh, the reserve army people used mm-hmm. and we had to climb over this like wooden teepee thing but it was like a big giant open thing with pieces of wood that were probably i don't know three feet apart so you had to like really climb up and it was two stories high yeah and i got up to the top and i was like i have to go over the top and then like kind of put my foot outwards because it's, if you do that you go down and through the middle and die <laughs> and i was like I'm, I'm gonna die i literally had like i'm gonna die Oh, and wow. so I was holding on and I was scared and my friend was at the bottom and she's like, you're going to be fine. You're going to be, and I'm like, Nicole, get out of the way. Cause if I fall, I'm going to break your face <laughs> and you're pretty and I don't want to break the pretty. So get out. And she's like, you're not going to fall. I'm like, you don't know that. Get out of the way. I'm you're like, we're what both, we're both. Bottom, and I was like, What's that? What show is this that you were on? It was called stuck. It was this, it was a great series. It was like a re it was a reality show, but not one where it was all about drama it was about eight women getting together and doing things to try to be fit and have fun. And so we did a whole bunch of really fun things, but that was sort of our final group test thing at the end. And I did that. And then I couldn't do anything else that involved upper body strength because I had held on so tight. I got off and I was like, uh, like I had nothing I had nothing. Left. <laughs> oh, wow. So you yes. were, you were one of the eight women in the show. Yeah. Huh? Nice. Yeah. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. I'll tell you sometime about my leg strength. My upper body sucks. Leg strength, I'm the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, I feel like I'm kind of the same way. I feel like a little bit. So. Yeah. Well, there's you know I, I want to jump. There's a couple things I just want to touch on with Quitters Inc. Before we move on. What we want to talk about the movie? Oh, yeah. Fuck right. Nerd. Right. No, I I thought it was interesting that uh, he's watching in the movie. He's watching The Dead Zone. With Christopher was Walken. Was he watching The Dead Zone? He was watching The Dead Zone, uh, which is based off a Stephen King novel. Directed, yes, that di- one was good. Yeah, directed by David Cronenberg, whom James Woods had worked with in Videodrome. They did Videodrome together. So I feel okay. there were like some layers there, I feel like. Did you notice in the first one, the really fancy 
there's a really fancy red car and I can't remember if he's driving it or what, but it has on the license plate. My name is Christine. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> or on the, on the bumper, like a bumper sticker. I think yeah. It says my name is Christine. And I just like happened to see that as it went by. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So. There were a lot of fun nods. And the, I think this, the, the school that Drew Barrymore's character goes to is called St. St. Stephen's school for the exceptional. Right. Which oh, is St. Stephen. I hadn't even thought about Saint that. Stephen, okay. Yeah. <laughs> And then the only other thing is that trippy scene where he goes to the party and he starts hallucinating and there's like his, this, the smoke is like uh, billowing from the painting's nostrils and the floors are covered in cigarettes and there are like yeah. cigarette packs dancing and people have <laughs> cigarettes shoved in their ears and shit. And then, yeah. and then the best part is Donati, the gangster comes down this, this, the, the stairs singing the police's song, I'll be watching you like every breath you take, every yeah. move you make, I'll be watching you, you know? Yes. And I, and I hadn't thought about the every breath you take part until just now, like yeah. relating to smoking. Yeah. Well, there's that. And then I, I'll, at the very end in the last segment, when the yeah. cat is battling the troll, <laughs> right. They, they, he puts him on the record and the troll is on the record and it plays that same song and the troll, and the troll was just trying to take her breath. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's oh right. Yeah. Clever. So oh, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Good I hadn't thought about that. Ties it all together. Is, is there a tie to that in the middle one though? Not that I noticed. I didn't, I don't think that song was in the middle one unless I missed it. I didn't, I didn't pick up on it. Oh, I'm going to have to watch it What's interesting about the third vignette is. I have a memory, of, like when I was a little kid. Oh, really? Of the little that, troll? Only that third part. Yeah. So I wonder if, like, I came in, like, in the living room or something like that, and just like saw that like weird troll thing, like, like sucking the breath out of out of Drew Barrymore. Like, right. it, it, it imprinted on me. So, like, it was so like shocking and scary as yeah. a kid that like, I yeah. totally remember only that. That's like, the cool. part that I have the most in my head. But for me, I was older. Um, and so for me, I laughed, I found it funny, but it was also, to me, it was the creepiest part. I mean, for me right now, the scariest part is the middle one, because every time he goes back, I'm like, Ugh! like, I literally feel like I'm going to fall off the building with him. Yeah. Uh, especially when they do the one where he like really leans back when the guy like flips his like robe at him or whatever, yeah. he's flinging in his face. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but the troll one, I found funny. And I think part yeah. of that is my mom, because my mom has always laughed at that, like, gory thing sometimes. <laughs> um, but that, the troll with, on the record player, like, spinning around and, like, watching the, t and the troll noises, yeah. again, yeah. it's creepy. Mm -hmm. Especially when you don't see it. Mm -hmm. Like, they do such a good job of, like, leading you before you see it. Because I think if they just immediately were like, troll, and it was like, uh, 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 you'd just with, be laughing With at the jingle the bells, time, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it would just be comical or weird. That's um, right. For, like, something that, like, will take your breath while you sleep, it had bells right. attached to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A weird choice. Yeah, I don't, but it was just, it was creepy. Like, the face is yeah. creepy and the mouth is creepy, but there's something... Still, where you're like, okay, but it's a tiny little troll where you could be like, oh, isn't he cute when he's ugly? Like, right. uh, and and once you do see him, there's a certain cuteness to it, <laughs> but then he eats the bird. Right, um, yeah. So I was like, he's climbing up, and I was really like, oh, poor Polly! What's it, that? Like, for, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Tracy. No. My bad, buddy. Um, 
No, it just like looked really good. Like for the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all that yeah. stuff, all that movie magic works yeah. so well. Like when like, he crawls like up was a man in a suit. on the blanket, so, yeah. yeah. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. I know, and he holds the thing back off her face and hold when he holds her nose. Yeah. And then she goes, I'm like, I yeah. don't even know how they did that now. No, like, it, yeah, it looked really good. Yeah. So good. Like it looked like her nose got squished. And yeah. I was like, it is so good. Yeah. There's like yeah. one moment when he runs by in front of the cat when it's he's running around the room that it doesn't look real. Mm-hmm. But that's the only time that I noticed anything where I was like, that is not quite there. So, yeah. Do you think they built like really big things? To make the person in the suit seem small. Does that make sense? What I'm saying. I yeah. hope so. That's that and was my assumption. Player, he was like, the bed and he hits the, 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 the doll drum. bed and then bounces onto the pillows. I was like, please tell me that was a giant set. Please <laughs> yeah. tell me it was a or, giant set made when, to look like a girl's bedroom. Yeah, or when he falls into the drum. Right. I was like, I was yeah, like, yeah. Sh- I was like, surely they must have built like a very large drum. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. But it looks I hope they did that. It looks really good. It, it really does. That third. Yeah. And so and so I guess it's worth mentioning that two the first two stories, Quitters Inc. and The Ledge, were both from Night Shift, their short stories that he wrote before. Uh which The Ledge originally appeared in Penthouse, the men's magazine, which if you notice at one point in the ledge, gentleman's magazine. the gentleman's magazine, uh, which when the, the, the protagonist has the gun pointed at like the mob guy or the, the gambler, he like, yeah. for some reason he like on his table, <laughs> he starts thumbing through a penthouse magazine, which yeah, it wasn't penthouse. I didn't know. I thought it, what he was trying to do was like, okay, give, I could give you money. I could give, I could give you this girl yeah. now that I've killed the girl that you actually love. Like, and, but he doesn't say that he just keeps going. And I was like, what? Yeah, I yeah I don't know why he was like thumbing through the magazine, but it was a penthouse magazine, which was a nod to uh, where the story originally was published. Yeah, right, About, right. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah, I I don't remember now. Todd was telling me that that middle story is actually borrowed from something else, and I don't remember what it was. Like that, it's it's sort of a lot like somebody else's story, okay. but I don't I don't remember. He knows this shit more than I do. <laughs> What's he I seeing? See. Northman? Okay. okay. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, like Viking the Viking something? movie. Yeah, that Robert Eggers movie. Yeah. Yeah. He went to yeah. see that. So. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, and I I love some of the dialogue in that last piece where the mom is like, we can't keep every single stray that comes into this house. And I'm like, how many strays do you have running in yeah. your house, woman? I had the same thought. Yeah, like, why are cats always running into your house? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, you can't then shut the door. Right. I feel right. like that's your fault, not the cat's fault. Um, yeah. <laughs> I wondered, I wondered if you guys had an idea why they called the cat general. I don't know why you would call the cat general, because she just suddenly says it out of the blue, right? Yeah. When the cat, when the mom kicks the cat out, and she's like, no, general, don't run away or something. Yeah. I don't know. And that's, that's the name of the third vignette is general, but I don't yeah. know. I don't it's know. Solomon in the first one, I think. What's that? 
I think it's Solomon. I don't know if this is important data. No, no, it's... it's they, the they call it Solomon in the beginning? I think so, yeah. Huh. I think the, the middle one I thought was something like Solomon. Oh, is that getting wrong? Mobster right. guy. What does he call him? Oh, I don't know. Oh, you know, I think you're right. I think the second one yeah. is Solomon. Well, yeah, I don't know. And see, and there are there are at least one or two other Stephen King stories that have to do with like there's a there's a very popular short story he wrote that has to do with like a hitman going back to his apartment after killing somebody and somebody like a toy maker a toy maker sends him a box and he opens it and it's full of little army guys like the little army figures and they start yeah. they start attacking him and the <laughs> the whole story is about this hitman fighting all these like army guys who are trying to attack him um, and, and I think there's at least one other story where Stephen King has written like about tall, like regular sized people fighting very tiny things. Like right. <laughs> he's gone back I, to it more I, than once. Give an example of like, what's your, what would an example be of a regular sized person fighting a tiny thing? Like what would be the best tiny thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I don't even know. What's the best tiny thing? The best tiny thing to beat me or to be funny? Mm. To beat you. To beat you. To beat me. Okay, the best what, tiny yeah, what's, thing what's to the beat t- me the... would be anything spider-like. I would be like, oh, oh shit. no, I'm fucking out. I'm out. Really? Like if you hit the like, battle of thousand house. spiders. Ugh. No. See, I think... <laughs> okay, for me... Because <laughs> I, I actually don't have an issue with spiders. If they're just chilling in the corner, I'll leave them. I'll be like, you know what? If there's a mosquito around or something, you eat it. As long you stay there, I'm gonna stay here and we're cool, right? But yeah. but I think the smallest thing for me is a prion, right? Which is a What's small that? a prion is like uh it's like uh like mad cow's disease is a prion, right? It's actually it's a protein a prion is a protein that's that's folded incorrectly, and if it gets in your body it'll start affecting your proteins the same way. So basically it turns your brain into Swiss cheese and there's nothing you can do about it because it's not a bacteria. It's not a virus. You can't kill it. You can't get rid of it. It's just a fucked up protein. And once it gets in here, it just fucks up all of your proteins. Okay, so, I'm I'm simultaneously horrified prions, and sad that that wasn't my answer no, because prions, that feels like a very prions, science answer. Prions are the uh, worst. I hate prions. Yeah. Oh, so wait, 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 wait. Does that mean you can't cook mad cow disease out of food? Out of like it's you it's just there. Yep. Oh, so if a, it's there, you're gonna get it that, if you eat it. Yep, that's exactly what that means. Yeah. Oh wow, that's awful. Yeah. Yeah, prions are fuck prions, y'all. <laughs> wow. When I was little, we lived in the country, and we had this barbecue grill next to this like uh, barbed wire fence, and we had people with cows, and the cows would like come and like lick like like the residue of like beef off of the grill. <laughs> <laughs> so you were creating zombie cows. <laughs> Or like, no, no. What, what do you call it? Not zombie. Ca- um, countables. Countables. There were countables, right? You son of a bitch. <laughs> you 
broke Tracy. That's what I was trying to come up with, like cannibals, and I was like zombies, and I'm like, that's wrong. That would be the dead cows coming back to life and eating you. That. Which that happened later. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's human burgers. Hamburgers. And then they started an occult, and they called it the Branch Bovinians. No. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And their their leader was David Moo. Yeah. <laughs> Mook. David Moo. Um, oh, yeah. This is, I feel like we should write a comic book. <laughs> and it's the cows. The cows are like the protagonists of the comic book. Mm. Fighting the evil prions. I, uh, yeah. Now I want to say Trichomonas. That's what I want to say now. Because I feel like. I feel like you won because I picked spiders, which are actually good, and I feel bad now. But I hate I, – I, you know what? Every time I have to kill a spider, I feel bad, and I know yeah. I don't have to, but I'm like, I cannot catch it yeah. and have the possibility of it hitting my hand because if it hits my hand, I'm going to have the, wahil, wahil, he, the heebie-jeebies willy-nillies for like yeah. an hour. Um, so when I kill the spiders, I, I apologize. Like, <laughs> well, you know, really- I've heard I've heard Corey's philosophy on spiders before, and because he once told me this story of the spider got loose in the house, and he was like, he was just gonna like put it in a cup and then put bring it outside, and he's told me that like the the, the lip of the cup hit the abdomen of the spider. And then, like, spider babies just, like, exploded out of it. Is that, Am I telling this right? Yeah. Well, it's, I, the thing is, I, like, I didn't... They all gotta die. Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't realize it was spider babies at first. Like, to, from my vantage point, I just touched this spider, and then it started spreading all over my kitchen floor. And I didn't understand what was happening uh, for a moment. Uh, I was like, why did the spider turn into a giant puddle? And then I was like, oh, those are all baby spiders that were riding on its back. <laughs> and then and then I just started stomping. <laughs> so <laughs> Tracy's reaction is amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. no, yeah, it's no, no. horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> I am terrified whenever I kill a spider in the spring that I'm gonna have like the baby pff, yeah. explosion. And it's <laughs> well, see, and see, never for me, happened yet. I, oh my god, I would die. I think I it, would die. If but I, every time I kill a spider, I apologize. But as I apologize, I'm like, "But you knew the deal. If you stayed outside, this wouldn't be happening." Right. You chose <laughs> like, this. Here. <laughs> well, see, um, I think I think here because there, <laughs> we don't we don't really have any poisonous spiders. I mean, there are there are black widows, but they don't really come inside houses like. They they don't they don't come in houses and then the wait 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 wait. you can't just say you don't just have poisonous spiders then you have fucking black widows yeah but they also have the brown recluse and the brown recluse is the other one yes Um, so you don't have any other than the two that I've heard of but here's the thing but I I have never in my life I've never seen a black widow or a, a brown recluse in the flesh I haven't I know that they're around. But I've never seen them. Oh my god! So, oh my god. so I feel like you know, like if an Australian is like, "Hey, I, I'm uncomfortable around spiders. I don't know." I'm like, "Okay, you have spiders that will kill you, right?" Yeah. But the spiders around here, 
they don't really they don't do anything. They don't they're not I like that your Australian was like, hello, governor. <laughs> my that's the one my Australia I have never been able to master an Australian accent. I can do every other accent, but Australian has always eluded me. Can't do it either. It's I'm like, terrible. I know, Mike. And I'm like, nope, that's wrong. And yeah. Like, Put another shrimp on it. Never mind. No. <laughs> yeah. No. The only, I've some somebody pointed out recently that Mojo Jojo in Australian is just more jar jar jar. And so I've been trying to use that as an entry point, but I still can't do it. I can't do fucking Australian. I don't know why. You sound like you're just saying jar jar, which you know. Right. I feel like we should. I like how they say A C D C. They call them Akadaka. <laughs> In Australia? I've never. Really? Yeah, it's like a weird Australian thing. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> no, I um Akadaka. I've always wanted to go to Australia, but I the, the number of animals there that want to murder you. I don't know. At least in Canada, the only thing that wants to kill you is the weather. Yeah. How about like, like a moose? I could deal with that. I'm okay with that. I yeah, guess a moose might, or a bear. Yeah. But they're like over and up. Yeah. Like, I live in Toronto. There's no moose and bear here. Yeah. Yeah. I still say this is a, the most girly thriller ever. It was... I, I really... mean, the troll tries to get away on balloons. <laughs> but that's... That's true. That's pretty... That's a pretty funny part. That's another, I like... I love that part when he's like... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like... It's comedy relief at that point, right? Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's just... In general, it's a pretty fun movie. I think. Yeah. 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 I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, he, you yeah. know, and Stephen King is putting out, he's put out a number of, of short story, uh, books and he, you know, he's got that. And then the creep show movies, those are anthologies of, of short stories. And, and he, he's also had stories in the outer limits, tales from the crypt, uh, or not tales from the crypt. I'm sorry. Twilight zone tales from the dark side. So he's, you know, he has, he has short, stories torn turned into to short vignettes quite often but that's what i felt this feels like a lot is the twilight zone yeah because yeah. the twilight zone was really good at mixing maybe not so much in i mean i haven't seen all of them but maybe between episodes they would have one where it was comedic and one where it was more serious and one where it was more creepy but yeah i don't know how often they had ones where they kind of mixed it but it feels like this is very twilight zoney yeah yeah, no, I agree for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, or outer outer limits was that a Canadian one or was that American? Um, I think it was American. Same style, though, right? That's like short movies, isn't it? Same thing, yeah. same idea as, as yeah, same idea like, as Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But was there anything else about this movie you guys want to talk about before we get into like head cannons and kind of wrap up here? The only other thing that I was like, oh my god, this is one of those situations. You ever heard of a camera demon? I don't think so. They do it in Evil Dead, and they do it in this one with the troll before you see it when it's like running through the forest, and it's POV of the troll, and you hear—I mean, you hear the troll, which I freaking love because um, that's where I start like to find it funny because it's like grunting, like yeah. as it's running along. Yeah. Um, but the, that, and I was like, oh shit, it's a camera demon because it's like that. <laughs> that the first thing is person. coming at you, and you're yeah. coming at the house, or like Evil Dead does that with yeah. the, the demon, which I think they do even more creepy in that because it's more of a musical sound effect with that, which is 
to me very creepy. Yeah. And it's like building up. I just feel like this camera demon was like, oh, it's so cute. <laughs> no, yeah. And Sam, Sam Raimi loves that camera demon. Demon. Yeah. Uh, did you see the the Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? No, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Well, then I won't say anything. But okay. also, also directed by Sam Raimi, you know. So. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, I did. Is the, Bruce Willis? Is Bruce, not Bruce Willis? Bruce Campbell in it? Because that is always a plus for me when he puts Bruce Campbell in his movies. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to spoil it for you. I don't want to say. <laughs> okay, don't spoil it. Yeah. Bruce Campbell is my one of my favorite actors of all time. Yeah, you know, Sam Raimi's always got to have Bruce Campbell in there. You know, so. Okay, I'm gonna have to watch it. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, but the one other thing I noticed was in bed, uh, in the general, uh, the mom is reading Pet Cemetery as she and the dad are like winding down for bed. I don't know if you guys caught that, but and I did not. I didn't think to look for any other references after I just happened to see Christine. I was like, oh, that's funny, and then it didn't occur to me to look for more. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. No. See, because I was yeah. on alert. I was like, okay, I want to catch all these references. And I look, and afterwards I was like, okay, let me see what I missed. And I, th- I think I caught the ones that I could find. I couldn't find any online that I, uh, you know, cause there was the Christine, there was the, her reading pet cemetery. So, but I, the one thing I didn't catch and I didn't go back to watch it again is why did the dog have so much gore on its face when it was coming after the cat? I was like, who did what to that dog? I, what did that dog do to something? I think it looks like it looks like Cujo the dog looked in the movie Cujo. I guess, but yeah. I was I was still like in the moment of this movie. It's like, right. like a Saint Bernard or something. Right? Yeah. So who's like, who's torturing it, this dog? What did it do? What did it, did it eat one of the pigeons that the guy kicked off the building? And it's like this is a circular reference movie. Right. And or, or maybe the it, the beginning. <laughs> It had just been fighting a troll, you know? <laughs> Maybe the dogs are also against the trolls. Yeah. I, the one thing I have to say is I feel bad for whoever lost the cat. Yeah. Because the cat never goes home. No. He gets a new home. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he has a new home. But what about the poor little girl that he left in the first place? She's yeah. now going to get attacked by a troll. Yeah. And it's Drew Barrymore's she's, fault. She's, she's dead already. Her breath has been stolen. <laughs> so. And then the cat was like, I already failed here. I need to move on. He's <laughs> yeah, like, I'll the lost hobo of cats, which is a reference you will not get. That is a Canadian show. Mm. Littlest hobo. No, nope. yeah, I didn't get it. It's adorable. It's it adorable. It does it's a dog. <laughs> okay, I thought it was like a little kid, a homeless kid. No, no. It's a dog that goes from town to town and like helps people. And then he moves on. He never stays. And it was always very sad that he never stayed. Okay. But he's. He's a little hobo and he's got to move on. <laughs> what can you do? What can you do when you're a little hobo? <laughs> yeah, people kept trying to keep him and he'd be like, no, I no. can't stay. He's like, I'm a free he spirit. Like, he was like the Hulk, like walking away slowly into the sunset. Not the Hulk, but like David Banner. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, 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 I heard he helped the fawns get over cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that the was... Hulk or the littlest hobo? Nope, the Hulk. <laughs> the Hulk, Dr. Bruce Banner. He, he provided him with all the chemotherapy. He right. Needed. Took care Got of the, the gamma with the gamma radiation. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we now need to see this combo. Then we need to see the littlest hobo, the Fonz, and the Hulk. Yeah. He's like Hulk smash cancer. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> the Fonz is like, hey. <laughs> yeah. And then they put 
they'll, they'll like drape they'll, they'll drape like a little sign on the dog that's like you know like hashtag um, Fonzie Strong. <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, it was about town. Oh shit! Yeah, everybody oh. has to wear a green bracelet for the yeah. You tuck a little donation in the pouch. Oh man, yeah. I love hashtag Fonzie Strong. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to feel so bad if Henry Winkler gets cancer now. I am going to feel like we wish this on him. So, like, oh, I yeah. don't. I, I love the Fonz. I love Henry Winkler. I, I hope, do not the, wish I, I hope he lives. I hope he lives forever. He, what is, I mean, he is what, like 80, 85 now? I mean, he's no spring chicken. I don't know how old he is because he plays characters of, like, varying ages. Did you ever see the American version of a Christmas Carol, with him? No, I don't think so. Is that not an American version to begin with? No, no Christmas I... Carol is British. Oh, sorry, I thought I was thinking of a Christmas story. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 good one. Right. Oh, he is—he's seventy-six years old. Okay. Whoa, nice. No. Yeah, that's pretty close. But yeah, the, he, he has in... an amazing version of a Christmas Carol. That's an—I think it's called an American. Christmas Carol, I think, okay. and it's it's a it's a period piece during the Depression. It it's so good. I watch it every Christmas. Huh. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. I'm not familiar with that one at all. It's so good. You guys will have to do a headcanon of Christmas movies. <laughs> yeah. We yeah we did a couple Christmas movies last year. So Christmas horror movies or Christmas movies? Christmas horror movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it is not a horror movie. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe we can find an excuse for it. <laughs> Yeah. Because we did do um, uh, Die Hard. Die Hard. We did do Die Hard, yeah. yeah. Uh, that nice. could be debatable if it's a horror movie or not. Yeah. Well, there, no. I, I, I had read something framing Die Hard as a slasher movie, which made sense as you're... Because Bruce Willis is the slasher, right? It's all these people trapped in a building, and they're being picked off one by one by a guy who's terrorizing him. Terrorizing them. So... It, the article I read, made, I was like, okay, I could see how the premise is like, kind of like a slasher movie. So we decided to watch it for premise or for Christmas, and I think we decided that it's it's really not a slasher movie. But but the article I read made a an interesting argument for it being a slasher movie. For it, okay. Yeah. Well, and I mean, there's they don't kill anybody who has sex. No, well, not that we see on screen. <laughs> right. Yeah. Although you've got to, you've got to imagine that that one guy, the smarmy guy, like Hans Booby, that guy has sex. Oh yeah, yeah. All the time. Yeah. That guy fucks. I mean, all the time. Yeah. He is he is rear-ended so many pintos. <laughs> <laughs> and he never calls them the next day. Right. No, he's a ghoster. No. Yeah. <laughs> Next week, we're doing a bit of a double feature. We're covering both the 1973 version and the 2006 Nicolas Cage version of The Wicker Man. So be sure to check that out, and we'll be talking about that next week. And you can always follow us on social media, on Facebook at Danger Explosion Presents Head Cannon, on Instagram at Head Cannon Pod, on Twitter at Horror Movie Pod. And as always, you can follow the subreddit r slash horror movie pod. And if you're in the Indianapolis area toward the end of August, beginning of September, you should check out the Indie Fringe show by the group I helped co-found Defiance Comedy. The show they're doing is 
The Ballad of Blade Stallion. Uh, the script is hilarious, and if it makes any difference to you at all, I might have had a little input, a joke or two in the show, but I highly recommend it. The script's really funny. I haven't seen the show, but the script is funny, so uh, you should definitely check that out. Well, all right. Well, do you guys have head cannons? I have. I have a couple, so I could go. I don't know if we want. I could go first, and then and then you guys can go, and I can go last if we want to. Yeah. Okay. Because my first one is is fairly simple. The head cannon is just that the the troll, as it's like breathing Drew Barrymore's breath, it's just like getting fucked up. That's all it is. It's just like. It's just like troll drugs, right? It's just like it breathes the breath out of children. And then it's like, dude, I'm so fucked up on this child's breath. No, man. Drew Barrymore was going to like Studio 54, like at that <laughs> point. Right. Like he was breathing in like high, uh, like high end Colombian cocaine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then he was going home and writing novels. He was like the troll Stephen King. He was like... <laughs> it's right from, from the perspective of a troll. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, though, that's a good point, though, that you're making, that that's the addiction in that one. Yeah. It's the troll is addicted to children's breath. That makes sense, yeah. So we have yeah. so we have the addiction to smoking in the first one, the addiction yeah. to gambling in the in the second one, and then yeah, yeah. the the addiction to the breath of children. Yeah. <laughs> drugs. But and in the middle there's also drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz they yeah. plant drugs on the tennis pro. Yeah. Addiction to sex too, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It all it always comes back to addiction with King. <laughs> well, addiction. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if there's like some like um I don't know, like connection between cats and addiction. I don't know. Like an old like fable or something. Yeah. yeah Cause like know. why a cat? That's a good question. Yeah. Like it's called cat's eye and the cat is like the through theme. Like why a cat just to have that thing at the end where they, because I've heard that story about cats stealing kids breath. Yeah. And so yeah. was the whole reason just to get to that story. I doubt it. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? The cat seems like like an animal that can slink around and be sneaky, and and just sort of like go from area to area or like vignette to vignette. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I feel like they they've always been associated with like with witches and black cats crossing your path. I kind of feel like they've always been associated with like superstition and folklore, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So no. Yeah. Know. So do y'all, uh, do you guys have a head cannon? What do you want to? Who wants to go first, Brent or or Tracy? I, I thought about um, in the second movie, the guys hang hanging on the ledge, mm-hmm. and not not the, not the main character, but like the bad guy. Yeah, and he falls off, and he's falling, and he lands on the cat. Okay, and then then suddenly, like the cat just sort of like pulls out to where it's like thousands of baby cats (laughs) they're called kittens here in america and they sort of like pull out and they spread out in a pool of kittens like the spiders like the spider yeah a lot like yeah a lot like the spiders (laughs) that's that's terrifying actually yeah yeah I love it and so, hate it. If Bob Barker had taught us anything, it's to spay and neuter your pets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't want pools of kittens. No. No one no. does that. 
No, no, I don't. I don't want pools of anything. Pools in horror movies are never good. No, never. There's never, never anything good in a pool of water in a horror movie ever. That's true. That's true. That's true. Fucking it in the sewer, the pool in Poltergeist, the lakes in every horror movie. There's yep. always somebody gets killed on the lake. Yeah, water is bad. Yeah, it follows. The pool is trouble. The pool, yeah, pool, pools are always a mess. Yeah. Oh, it follows. Remember, she's like, um, there's even the, the the guys on the boat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Water's bad. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Tracy? Do you have a headcanon for this movie? Okay, so I don't, I honestly don't remember. What do you normally do for a headcanon? What are you, what are you looking for? Oh, just anything you like to imagine takes place in the world of the movie. But it did. Oh, but, you did but you didn't actually see it in the movie, you know. Right. So what I imagine is that there, and it actually did occur to me. I was like, if the bird hadn't been killed by the troll, mm-hmm. um, what I was hoping for was like a, a like return. What's that? Longest, littlest, longest journey. Whatever the journey oh. is with the cat, the dog, and the whatever. Yeah, homeward bound. Yeah. Yeah, homeward bound. And I was like, I think you need to have the dog and the cat and the bird go somewhere together. But they go to like, I don't know, like the island of misfit animals or something because they're like, (laughs) finally, okay, I can't handle Drew Barrymore's mom. And like the dad's great, but the mom is a bitch, even though like the cat saved the girl's life now and she still never gets over it. And like eventually one day Drew Barrymore finds this island, but all the animals can talk now. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I'd and watch the cat, that. like, turns Drew Barrymore against her mom. <laughs> right. Because, let's be honest, her mom was, her mom was, uh, you know, there's no blame. It was beyond. It was beyond. It was like, why are you doing that? Yeah. What, what, why do you have this beef with this cat? <laughs> I like, I like the idea of the, the island of misfit animals. Yeah. Because I think they'd be cool. I always thought it'd be cool if there was a mermaid, right? But it had the bottom half of a corgi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you call it a mermaid then. No, you because it still has the shell, the shell bra. <laughs> and just like the short little legs of a corgi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, but then you're talking like it's three things, so it's like a person, a fish, and a dog? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Production of animals? <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it's got, and, it, and her boobs have the shells on them. Right, yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the, the characteristic that makes it more more realistic. Yeah. Okay, but if it's boobs, then that part is human, and she's just yeah. basically using shells. Yeah, she was a mermaid, and then, then mermaid had the, the bottom half is a corgi. A cor- okay, so maybe when she made a wish to have legs, she didn't specify what kind <laughs> of legs, and so she was given a corgi bottom half. Yeah. I mean, she was asking Ursula You're right. whose legs are tentacles. Right. You gotta be specific, you know. You have to be specific. Careful what you wish for. Yeah. Or she was saying, okay, you know what? I don't mind being half human and half animal, but I want to be more like a, like a, a centaur. Right. But yeah. she, she drew it and she's shitty at drawing. And, right. and they were like, uh, okay. Yeah. Those, centaur, those are corgi legs. Your bottom half is a horse. Yeah. Yeah. So in this case, it's like her torso is coming out of the bottom half of a corgi. Yeah. Like 
It's got all four four legs. Oh, it's got all four corgi legs, and then her torso. Oh no! Not before, but now, now that's the way. That yeah, now that's the way. And you know what? And the thing is, if you if you like try to pick her up with a cup, her entire back is covered with little mer corgis, and they just spread out like a pool of more of mer corgis everywhere. Corey, why do you think you're doing that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, this is creepier than anything in the movie. Like, please shock the child, rape the wife, but don't talk about murder orgies. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, okay. So here's my other headcanon was, yeah. Uh, this this couple meets each other, right? Like this guy is hardworking down at the docks, and this woman she belongs to like a well-to-do family, but she goes on a trip with her dad or something, and they lock eyes and they and they like kind of like fall in love, and. So her da- her dad like forbids her from seeing this guy, but she still sneaks out and they hang out, you know, when they can. And uh, so she has to defy her father. She runs away from home, but then he gets drafted into the war. So he goes off to war for a couple years and she moves back home with her dad. But then when he gets back, uh, they try to run off together, but then her mom gets cancer or something. So she has to go back home to take care of her mom on her mother's deathbed. And, uh, so then she's there taking care of her mom for years, you know, so like seven or eight years have passed by now. And she and this boy just can't, the timing just doesn't line up. Either her dad's in the way or the military's in the way, the Vietnam war or her mom's health is in the way. So finally her mom passes on and, and they're like, we can finally be together now. Right? So they go to Atlantic city and they're walking on the street and he has the ring in his pocket. He's about to propose, right? And they're walking no, no, no. and and from the rooftops above a gunshot rings out no. <laughs> because the protagonist on the ledge shoots the gun to make the, the gambler walk around the ledge of the building. Right. And so when he shoots the gun, he accidentally hits this guy on the street, right? Clips his <laughs> clips his jugular, right? Hits him right in the, in the, in the vein right there. And the guy bleeds out on the sidewalk, uh, right, right in front of his, his beloved, Right as he was about to propose to her. That's my oh head my game. God. Wait, wait, wait. And to add to that, yeah. when she comes back later on to show the police, like she runs away to get help and she finally gets someone to believe her and she comes back, uh-huh. that's when the big fat guy falls off the building and lands on her and they both die in and the same spot. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's tragic. <laughs> it's a Greek tragedy. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Star-crossed that's... lovers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. As you were saying that, I thought you meant the, the guy was going to fall on him. And that when you shot him, I was like, no, they both get to die. Yeah. I like that even better. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Tracy, is there... you didn't say that he turns into a pool of miniature. That's, that's the next thing I was going to say. So then a bunch of tiny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A thousand Juliets just pour out of her. Right. They're all like real like moody and like moody. Right. Yeah. They're like teenagers and they're like, oh my God, he's so cute. He's so cute. Oh my God. You killed our cousin. We hate you. We love you. I hate Romeo and Juliet with a passion. Yeah. It's a pretty messed up story. Yeah. It's teenagers, basically. It's very angsty, and I've never been that kind of person, so. Yeah, true. Not my kind of thing. I'd rather, like, make a bath. Let's go kill a king. Right. 
Oh man, which one? I want to see. I the one of the Coen brothers directed the Macbeth, a movie about Macbeth. I haven't seen it yet. I've heard it. I've heard it's good. I don't know. I had not seen it. Yeah. Only one of them, not together. Yeah, it's the first one because apparently they one of the brothers is kind of like tired of making movies, and so the other brother, this is his first movie without his brother. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Is he like finally? Yeah, <laughs> finally. Like, after after thirty way. years, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and suddenly he's like, "I want to make Fievel goes to what goes back east." Yeah, yeah, that's what he's doing <laughs> he's now. Yeah, back to Russia. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he's fighting against the Ukrainians. Yeah, yeah. Fievel goes to Toronto. Fievel, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, you're you're just what you're just watching Fievel like commit war crimes and shit. You're like, what the fuck, like. <laughs> They cap the Ukrainians capture him and make him call his own mom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's what they were doing over there, right? The Ukrainians I, I captured saw... Russian dudes and having them like call their moms. I saw that. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, um, the musical numbers wouldn't be the same. No, is that there the one? No cats in America. It's not all that much fun anymore <laughs> when you're in Ukraine. It's more racially motivated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that the one with Somewhere Over the Rainbow? Is that from... No, that's, that's Wizard of Oz. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I always confuse those Wait, two. Wizard of Oz. Somewhere out there. Yeah. That's... That's... Yes. Yeah. That's Aladdin, isn't it? No, no that's Fievel. I think that's... That's Fievel. That's, okay. that's what I was thinking of, yeah. I... In that big somewhere out there. Yeah. <laughs> My last thing I will say is is a Fievel story. I went to see Fievel with my friend and we were the only teenagers there. Everybody else was parents with their kids. We saw it in the theater when it came out. Uh-huh. And we Listen, stopped. By the way, I've never heard this story from anybody. <laughs> I saw, I saw Fievel in the theater. This is awesome. Whatever you're going to say. Is yeah. I can't awesome. wait. And we know you weren't even high, so I can't, yeah, I can't wait no, to hear. Right? <laughs> yeah, we know you weren't. <laughs> yeah. We weren't high. Imagine, we, we, we really wanted to see this story. American tale stone. Yeah. It would be hilarious. Yeah. That okay, I can so imagine. They, the mice are, and the rats, I guess are trying to like figure out how to get rid of the cats. Cause they go to America thinking there's no cats. Right. Yeah. Okay. They're singing that song. There are no cats in America. And they get there and they're like, fuck, we're wrong. <laughs> um, and so they're deciding that they're going to, <laughs> they have this weapon and this lady mouse is like, and then they're talking about their plan. And then we will, we will, the secret weapon. And my friend Gail and I died. And no one else in the theater are laughing. And we're laughing. And then she says it like two or three more times. And every time we're like laughing harder. And everybody else in the theater is like, what is going on? And we're like, was this written for us? I don't know why. So this has been our joke. I still to this day, if I see her and I go, we wees, the secret. She will laugh. And I will laugh. Yeah. It's a, That's it's awesome. Not, Funny to anybody else, but to us, we love we loved it. We we the secret weapon. So oh, that's I and it was a dog. So long. Spoiler: It was a dog. <laughs> the secret weapon against cats was, was a dog. That makes sense. That's right. It was the great Mouskowitz or something like that. I feel like that's a different thing. In the uh-huh. American Tale, the, the the secret weapon. I thought it was a dog. I think it was a giant rat. I don't remember. The, it's been so long since I've seen this movie. Okay. I don't know. 
I'm going to have to look this up after. Google. <laughs> Tracy, I would never go against you. Against you. Uh, I believe I you, though. I, I think I'm no, probably... I changed, right? It was a fucking dog. I, I want to be on your side about this. I, I feel like I have to look this up. What was... Should I write secret or secret? Let's see. Um, oh, wait, I'll look it up here. Let me see. Um, Canadian version of... <laughs> what was the secret weapon? Oh, wow. This does, I gotta say, this does look like a giant rat. <laughs> no, Fievel Mouskowitz is the main protagonist. That's the mouse. Yeah. So. That's right. Happened to Fievel's secret weapon. Was this the secret weapon, though? Yes. I don't know. That looks like a dog. That's a. Okay. All right, Tracy. It's like a dog, doesn't it? Tracy, you've had a you've had a horrible head injury. This is <laughs> not a dog. What is it then? Put your prisms in. What is it? It does. It has. It does have big mouse ears and big rat teeth. I feel like it's a dog. Okay. This is not my hill to die on. No, it's a dog. I'm fine with that. I don't. Re- <laughs> I don't remember the movie at all. I. I'm trying. I'm seeing. I'm like scrolling, and I can't find this. Um. Oh my god! I can't believe I don't know what the secret weapon is. We can see oh, in the glare weapon. of your eye of your, of your glasses that you are looking right at the rat. Is it? The, <laughs> is it the giant mouse of Minsk? Yes, that's right. It's a giant mouse. Why? Why is it a mouse? It should be a dog. You're right. It should be a dog. Were there any? Were there any dogs? Wait, were, dogs should have been like present as the, as though they were like a uh, ambassador of the pet kingdom to go between the the groups <laughs> between the humans and the animals. <laughs> yeah, Don DeLuise though, man, is that cat was freaking awesome. <laughs> I can't believe it wasn't a dog. Yeah. <laughs> this has ruined my whole childhood. <laughs> Brent, you just ruined a childhood. <laughs> we have. No. Broken Tracy type. Between like spider babies and this, I'm like, I need I need an adult. I'm so I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I, I thought I picked a movie that wouldn't traumatize me and I'm still traumatized. <laughs> I like you know I get traumatized by horror movies. Yeah. So. Well no, this has been a blast though. I really enjoyed this movie. I, I, I haven't seen it. I think I saw parts of it when I was a kid, but Back uh, in the 1900s? Yes, back in the 1900s, yeah. I hate when people say that now. Yeah. <laughs> way, the 1900s. way back in the mid to later 1900s, yeah. Uh, yeah. But did you have anything you want to plug or anything you want to point people toward while you have the microphone here? Um... Uh, if anybody wants to see a replay of the plays that we just did, there were some really cool plays, not just mine, um, on like a whole variety of subjects. They could go to the Oakville Players. I think it's oakvilleplayers.com. Oakville Players? I'm giving a plug. Oakville We'll double check it. We're all about fact-checking tonight. All kinds of fact-checking like here. The sound effects of Tracy typing sounds like you're pretending <laughs> to type on something. I'm pretending to type? <laughs> Oakvilleplayers.ca. How Canadian is that? Oh, oh yes. Okay. Yeah. Got to. Yeah. Oakvilleplayers.ca. Yeah. 
there's replays available. I think they were charging like five bucks for a replay, and it's like seven plays. Nice. Seven and plays. people people can so. see you as Commander uh, Ellie. Yeah. Commander Ellie. Ellis. That's right. Yeah. I'm the last play, so you have to watch all of them <laughs> uh, to see me. Nice. So it's it's fun and it's worth it, and you're supporting community theater, which I think is really worthwhile. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tracy. This has been a blast. Uh, Brent, do you Thanks, have anything guys. you want to you need to add before we leave off here? No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we will definitely have you back. It's always always a pleasure, Tracy. Uh, thank you. Thanks, yeah. Thank I'll you. I'll pick something actually scary next time. I no, promise. This is great. I loved it. We, you know, I we, like this. I, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of Stephen King, and we have not done much Stephen King at all. So I was glad. I was glad to do this movie. So. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. Thanks, so cool. guys. Thank you, and thank you everyone at home for listening. This has been Head Cannon. Ah! Oh,